0: the answer
1: yes indeed it is and a good morning to you thank you for joining us this we get underway at seven minutes oops now eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock thanks for joining us it is a wednesday the 22nd morning of the fourth month of the year of our lord 2020 a couple of great guests coming up in a half an hour uh 935 patrick wood will be joining us executive director of uh citizens for free speech and also uh, the purveyor of all news technocracy. I'll explain that coming up in a bit with Patrick Wood. He and I are going to be guests on Jim Simpson's uh, Red Green Access Program webcast, if you will, or webinar coming up uh, this Sunday. So uh, very much looking forward to that, and we'll tell you more about it with uh, Patrick Wood at uh, 935. It matters. Then at 1010, a very prominent Ohio restaurateur. That would be Tony George. Tony George is out speaking on behalf. Well, I'll ask him if he says, he may not want to say I'm speaking on behalf of everybody, speaking on behalf of himself, but I think uh, pretty much every other restaurant owner would agree with Tony George, who said uh, in a Cleveland.com interview, it is time to open up the Ohio economy now. The restaurants need to be open. He delivered a plea to the Ohio House 2020 Economic Recovery Task Force, get businesses back open. And Tony George, uh, who is uh, he's a kind of a restaurant legend in uh, uh, in Northeast Ohio. He founded the Harry Buffalo restaurant chain, among other things. He also is former owner of a Crop Bistro in Ohio City. I mean, everybody knows who Tony is, and he is speaking out and saying it's time to get these businesses open again. He's right, and he's putting pressure where pressure needs to be placed on Ohio legislators, which we'll also talk about coming up in a bit. And the reason we have to talk, and that'll be at 1010, the reason we have to talk about going after Ohio's legislators is because it is clear now that our Ohio's executive branch, including Governor Mike DeWine, and most especially Dr. Labcoat, Amy Acton, who is truly running this state right now. And I know that ticks off Mike DeWine. And if we get him back on, I will tell him this directly. Amy Acton is running this state. He admits it in his own press conferences when he says, Dr. Acton has ordered. Dr. Acton has ordered. He's done that on on numerous occasions. And what does that mean? What it means is, and we covered this on yesterday's program, what it means is that Dr. Acton has more power than the governor does, at least when it comes to dealing with pandemic situations. How do we know that? Well, we quoted it yesterday in the Ohio Revised Code, 3701.352, violations prohibited. No person shall violate any rule the Director of Health or Department of Health adopts or any order the Director or Department of Health issues. Under this chapter, to prevent a threat to the public caused by pandemic, epidemic, or bioterrorism event, Amy Acton is calling the shots, is running the state, and Mike DeWine is allowing that to happen. Now, you can say, well, you just said that it's not his place. The director of health has the authority. Well, he appoints the director of health. And as this state continues to crumble into ruins, as people's businesses are destroyed, as people's jobs are gone, some of them forever, as students' careers and futures are impacted, he is allowing her to make all of these decisions. Ohio's executive branch is a disaster. And Mike DeWine is the reason why. He is allowing a left-wing abortion rights activist named Amy Acton to call the shots. And what are the shots that Amy Acton is calling? What are her shots? You just heard it in the top of the hour newscast. Amy Acton has laid out a five-part plan on how to deal and live with coronavirus for the next eight years. 18 friggin' months. 18 months, not 18 days. Remember the original, we need 15 days just to flatten the curve, then we can go back to work. We just have to make sure that the hospitals don't get overrun. I got to make sure that we don't, we don't have too many resources taken away from the hospitals and from the uh, healthcare care providers. We got to flatten the curve. And then it's, all right, well, we, we need another 30 days. We need 30 more days. Just to flatten that curve. That's we got to really get that thing flat so nobody's over. Then we'll get back to business. Now it's out. Yesterday, Dr. Labcoat, who continues to wear that insufferable white robe to every press conference as if it confers upon her some sort of authority that she doesn't have or that she cannot make you believe she has by her words. You are not a doctor anymore, you aren't seeing patients, you're not in a research lab doing research on this, take off the damn lab coat. You think it's fooling anybody, and I'm sorry, but I'm done with her, and I'm done with this. She said this yesterday, five-part plan on dealing with the coronavirus for the
2: next 18 months. So it's social distancing, contact tracing, testing, isolation and quarantine and treatment. So it's social distancing, contact tracing, testing.
1: Social distancing, contact tracing, testing. What was
2: number four again? Isolation and quarantine.
1: Did you hear what I just heard? Dr. Amy Acton acting on authority granted her by Mike DeWine, has said there will, be so, there will be isolation and quarantine for the next 18 months. Which takes everything that Mike DeWine told us last Thursday about phased reopening on May 1st and renders it obsolete. 18 months, she said,
2: Of isolation and quarantine. So it's social distancing, contact tracing, testing, isolation and quarantine, and treatment.
1: I don't know about you, but the only one of those that I heard was isolation and quarantine. Now, let's move to part two of the Amy Acton Authority Hour. Amy Acton, or shall we call her Frau Acton made another statement yesterday that, had, that should have the hairs on the back of your neck standing up, should have your spine tingling with fear. Amy Acton also said in yesterday's press briefing that, quote, we would love, in some countries, they're looking at certificates to say you're immune to COVID-19, and therefore you'll be able to go about your business. It would be a dream if we were able to get something like that, end quote. A powerful director of health, given all-consuming authority by a weak jellyfish of a governor, a spineless, weak jellyfish of a governor, said before the press to all Ohioans that in her world, It would be a dream if you had to carry a certificate showing that you're immune to COVID-19 and therefore you're able to go about your business. No certificate? Sit your A at home. You're not cleared to go about your business. Now, yesterday, after she said this, and some people reported it online, There was some dispute as to whether or not she actually said it. There was a meme that was made. It's just a picture of her face with the quote directly next to her in written form, right, in printed form. And some have said, this is a hoax. Some have said, she didn't say that. Some have said, when did she say that? I didn't hear that. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we just listen for ourselves Why don't we just listen and get to the bottom of this and find out right now once and for all, did Amy Acton actually say that she would like to do what some other countries are doing, and that is issue certificates that would clear you to, quote, unquote, um, go about your business? Let's listen in to yesterday's Ohio coronavirus um, press briefing
3: in life. Uh, So this is a balance uh, this is a high wire act. Uh, this is not easy. And that's why we're trying to do it very carefully. Um, All
1: right. The question for Dr. Acton was supposed to be there. It looks like we are a little bit off on the timing of this thing, and that's okay. It's nine eighteen anyway. Let's take this time out. I will make sure that you have the right clip so that you can hear from Dr. Acton saying exactly what she did when she declared that certificates should be required in a dream world of hers for people to go about their business. And again, if this doesn't make you shudder, shudder, at the authoritarian-like edicts of this woman who is running this state, then I question if you ever understood freedom in the first place. I'll have that clip for you right after this on AM 1420 The Answer
2: in my hair, Okay, nine
1: twenty one. Now uh, we continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. I want to, uh I want to get this now we uh, We have it in the right place this time. Something got shifted on our bar, but it doesn 't matter. Here we go. Dr. Amy Acton, who is running the state of Ohio, and yes, this is where you insert parenthetically into the ground. Um, Dr. Amy Acton stated yesterday before the press corps. At the Ohio um, uh, Capitol, or in Columbus, I don't know exactly, I shouldn't say at the Ohio Capitol, but I guess that is. Uh, In Columbus, at the Ohio press briefing is what I was trying to say, Dr. Amy Acton declared that if you want to move around freely in this state, you will have a certificate and you will damn well carry it. Otherwise, you won't be able to go about your business. At least that's her dream.
2: We would love, and a couple weeks ago, the big buzz was having a test that can show you had it, and almost in some countries, they're looking at certificates to say that. And then that you are immune and therefore kind of able to go about your business. And I think that would be a dream thing if we can get to something like that.
1: Again, chills should be covering your body right now. Your hair should be standing up on end. Why require a certificate, Doc? Why not just make a stencil? Uh, uh I don't know something like a coronavirus free logo that you can make us all wear pinned to the left uh, breast of our coats. Maybe tattoo it on us somewhere, on our arms, to make sure that everybody knows who we are and who's free and who's clean and who isn't. Does anybody have any idea how incredibly dangerous this is for this woman to have the authority she does by law in the state of Ohio, granted her by by the Ohio legislature, granted to the Ohio Director of Public Health, I should say, whoever that may be, this was passed in 2012, but it's hers now because Mike DeWine has appointed her as the Director of Health with the power that she has to be saying that in her perfect world, you would have to have a certificate to go about your business, to move and live freely in the state of Ohio. Now, I talked to Mike DeWine about this last Wednesday, one week ago today. And I read to him what we had heard a couple of days before that from the lieutenant governor, where the lieutenant governor hinted at that very thing. John Husted said that what we could do is work to a place where people who have the antibodies, meaning they would then be considered immune, would be the first ones to be able to go back to work. But if you don't have the antibodies, the inference is, You stay the heck home in your basement. You isolate. You quarantine. In other words, you got to get the damn disease in order to build up an immunity to it to get your job back, to be able to go out in public. But you can't get the disease because they're making you stay in your house. I asked DeWine about that last Wednesday. He said, no, 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 that's not true, that's not true, that's not true. So did John Husted lie? All I know is John Husted said that about a week and a half ago, that we would track people, track them, and ensure that they had the antibodies before they would be allowed to go out and, and be the first ones to, quote-unquote, get back to normal. I shouldn't say, quote-unquote, it's a paraphrase, but get back to normal, go back to work, etc. They would be the first ones. Mike DeWine denied it. But that was the lieutenant governor about seven, it must be about ten days ago now. And now you hear Dr. Labcoat, Amy Acton, saying directly that, yeah, we want you in a perfect world, she said, or in her dream world, sorry, we want you to have to prove or to be able to prove that you're immune in order for you to go about your business. In fact, we may make you carry a certificate.
2: We would love, and a couple weeks ago, the big buzz was having a test that can show you had it. And almost, in some countries, they're looking at certificates to say that. And then that you were immune and therefore kind of able to go about your business. And I think that would be a dream thing if we can get to something like that. That
1: would be a dream thing in this psychotic woman's mind. You have to get, you heard her. You have to prove that you've had it in order to go out in public.
2: Prove that you've had we it. We would love, and a couple weeks ago, the big buzz was having a test that can show you had it. Having a test to prove
1: that you had it. And then, if you do have it, if you have had it, we'll give you a certificate you have to show in order to what? In order to what? Go about your business. And
2: almost, in some countries, they're looking at certificates to say that, mm-hmm. and then that you were immune and therefore kind of able to go about your business.
1: I got to show a certificate at the door of a restaurant to be seated so everybody knows that I don't have the vid? I have to show a certificate to go to my place of work? Do I have to show a certificate at the door to walk into my local Walmart? Do I have to show a certificate at the door to walk into the BMV to get my tags renewed showing that I'm disease-free? Why don't you just put scarlet letters on the rest of us who haven't had the covid We haven't been fortunate enough to have the COVID-19. For what these people who are running the state of Ohio are saying, only those who have gotten infected are the blessed ones. You've been infected, you're now immune, go about your day, have fun. We know you can't infect everybody else. But unless you've got that certificate, we don't trust that you don't have it. We don't trust that you are immune. We don't trust that you're not a carrier. You stay the hell home. That's what I'm hearing. The fortunate ones are the ones who got sick and then survived it which, by the way, is 99% of those who get who sick. 99% of them survive it. The unfortunate ones are the ones who are stuck in their houses who aren't getting it. Because now you can never leave your house. Because you won't have the certificate from Dr. Labcoat. And, oh, by the way, don't think that that's going to change anytime soon. How do we know this?
2: Because for the next 18 months, what are we going to be doing, Amy Ackman? So it's social distancing, contact tracing, testing, isolation and quarantine, and treatment.
1: 18 months. She said that's the five-part plan. Isolation and quarantine for 18 blessed months. And Mike DeWine stands next to her, smiling like, yup the jellyfish in the Ohio gubernatorial offices or mansion stood there and watched her say that and said, Yep, fine with me. My friends, we can't touch the executives yet. We can't do anything with Mike DeWine or Dr. Labcoat who want to impose these authoritarian, I mean, let's be honest with you, this is, this is a dictatorial edict. If you have to carry a certificate to get into places and to, quote, go about your businesses. We can't touch them. So where do we go next? There was supposed to be a balance of power among the three branches of government at the federal level and at the state level. And it's time to get to our representatives. And guess what? According to a few different sources that I have talked to or heard from in one capacity or another, there are representatives who are fighting mad over this, including and especially those who are up for re-election this year. They are fighting with the governor, and the governor is acting like a spoiled, petulant child who is listening to Dr. Labcoat above all else. And guess what? The only recourse we seem to have at this time is to make those incumbents up for re-election fear the ballot box. If you don't get him to change this nonsense, if you don't get him to replace Amy Acton, then you're on the street, too. It's 930 News Now, 1420 The Answer. All right, nine thirty six. Thanks again for joining us on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, I'm gonna get my blood pressure down here. Seriously, Maybe will all a nice calm conversation with the next two gentlemen, because uh, Doctor Amy Acton has just got my blood boiling. I, I'm just I'm sitting here just in stunned silence almost. I can't be silent on the radio, but seriously, I mean that's how shocked I was when I first heard her say yesterday, "You must show your papers. You must show your papers." Anybody think that sounds familiar? You must show your papers or you cannot go about your business. You cannot move freely unless you have the papers certifying that you are disease-free. This is terrifying, to be quite frank with you. All right, let's move onward now. Uh, joined now by uh, our friends Jim Simpson and Patrick Wood. And uh, they're on together today for a pretty good reason. They've already been together a few different times, as Patrick has spoken uh, at various uh, organizations that Jim has been a part of, including Act for America, and now the Red-Green Axis Exposed organization. Jim Simpson has written two books about the Red-Green Axis, and uh, in addition to being a best-selling author and an expert on the field, uh, or in the field rather, he's also running for Congress in Maryland, and the next Red-Green Axis Exposed webinar is set for this Sunday. Jim Simpson, good to have you back. How are you, sir?
3: Hey, Bob. Great to be with you
1: and you too and uh patrick wood has been a regular guest on my show and again he's been with jim as well uh patrick is the executive director and founder of citizens for free speech an organization that i also contribute to for full disclosure here and he is also a leader on uh, the issue of uh, sustainable development green economy technocracy in fact he also runs technocracy.news and a very important website about technocracy uh trends news and trends and patrick wood will be the guest of Jim Simpson along with myself, on Sunday's webinar. Patrick, good to have you back. How are you?
4: Good morning, Bob. Just fine, thank you.
1: All right, guys. Um, this is going to be a really interesting evening on Sunday night uh, when we all get together and talk about um, the incredible turn that our country has taken, one state at a time, toward... Uh, well, and, and Pat, I'll let you talk about you know sustainable development and technocracy and the idea that experts like Dr. Amy Acton are now running the state of ohio but they are in fact let me lead with this and uh... uh... jim i'll let you go first on it but let me lead with this this is something from yesterday's daily uh... you know press briefing from the state of ohio governor mike dewine's handpicked director of health in the state of Ohio for the Ohio Department of Health, Amy Acton said that for the next 18 months, this will be the five-part plan that we de- that we use to deal with the coronavirus.
2: So it's social distancing, contact tracing, testing, isolation and quarantine, and treatment.
1: Emphasis on number four, Jim Simpson. She just declared that for the next 18 months, we will have quarantine and, and uh, uh, isolation. Uh, we were told by the governor last Thursday that we were going to be opening up the state a little bit starting on May 1st. Amy Acton is calling the shots. Governor Mike DeWine is not. And I know we're talking about bigger pictures here than just one state. But this is uh, kind of a micro version of what I think is happening on a, on a larger scale. Jim? <laughs>
3: Bob, well, as I say on Sunday, we will make you talk. But, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Good God. Oh, that's just unbelievable, really. And you know,
1: well, if I you think that's unbelievable, hey Jim, if you think that's unbelievable, let me give you this other clip, and you can respond to this as well, because this is the one that just has my my blood boiling. Listen, we would
2: love. And a couple weeks ago, the big buzz was having a test that can show you had it, and almost in some countries they're looking at certificates to say that. And then that you were immune and therefore kind of able to go about your business. And I think that would be a dream thing if we can get to something like that.
1: Uh,
3: Jim, I'm
2: uh, going to
1: let that speak for in-
2: itself. Go ahead.
3: Oh, it's bloody insane. That is bloody insane. You know, uh, most of the governors, at least uh, according to an article I read on the Hill yesterday, uh, have plans to open up. Somewhere around May 1st or May 15th, uh, the, you know, uh, New York, he's talking about June. Uh, the only one that I read was our Governor Hogan here at Maryland, who doesn't have any specific date set up. But <laughs> that, that thing from Ohio is insane. And, of course, Dr. Birx, uh telling us to carry our papers around is Really, it's scary, really. It's scary. Well, that was
1: Doctor Acton, actually, who said that. That was Doctor Acton, oh, okay. the department. Yeah, the uh, the uh, health director here in the state of Ohio. Let me give this to well, Patrick Wood as well. Patrick, sure. you know, because you and I talk on a regular basis about free speech. We talk about freedom of assembly. We talk about the Bill of Rights in general, for goodness sakes. And that's what Citizens for Free Speech is all about. Oh my goodness. Carry the papers. Show us your papers or you can't go into that restaurant. Show us your papers. You can't go into that bank, et cetera, et cetera. You have to show that you are disease-free or you cannot move about. I, I don't know about you, but that's terrifying to me.
4: That's insane. Well, it is. You know, I think we wanted to get to the bottom of this. It just kind of putting all the propaganda on the side of the table just for a minute. Somebody's issuing talking points to these governors around the country. Because you see the same type of verbiage and the same type of mentality coming out in several states at the same time somebody is issuing talking points and I'm telling you whoever that is if you if somebody could figure out who's, who's feeding these guys, you'll find out what the big you know what what the big scheme is here and I, and I hate to call this a conspiracy because I, that's not the right word to use at all but this happens all the time in politics. We know that we've seen the media fed with talking points for uh for decades and they just obediently like robots just start repeating it and then boom everybody's got it and the public is saturated with it. And I'm I'm telling you, maybe it's somebody like the National Governors Association, maybe it's some other NGO that has a sustainable development bent to shut everything down and to kill our economic system. But somebody's orchestrating this somewhere up above the governor level and on the other hand, you know, we see all these uh, the, the tin horn dictators, the tyrants, all over the place, too. Anybody's predisposed to be a tyrant has their day in the sun, and that makes it easy for them. It's crazy.
1: Well, gentlemen, the, the, the part about this that is so troubling to me is, again, and I don't disagree with you that maybe it is the uh, Governor's Association, and you talk about all of the governors, but in our case, here in the state of Ohio... Governor DeWine isn't calling the shots. The The health director is. There is a law that was passed in 2012 that basically says the health director is in charge when it comes to any order that they give um, related to public health. As a matter of fact, let me read it to you. Uh, three, in the Ohio Revised Code, 3701.352. And isn't this technocracy, Pat? No person shall violate any rule the director of health or department of health adopts or any order the director... Of health issues under this chapter to prevent a threat to the public caused by pandemic, et- epidemic, or bioterrorism event. Essentially, we are ceding authority from the governor to the director of health because of her expertise, uh, supposed, in this area. Is that not exactly what we're talking about with technocracy?
4: Well, it certainly is. It's ruled by science, and science says it's like the old game Simon. Simon says when you're a kid. If science says it today, well, you know, the rest of you idiots better just toe the line, because what do you know about science anyway? You don't have a PhD. And, you know, so they're right. You have to do what they say.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's the, that's exactly right. And she wears that lab coat, which says PhD, or actually in her case, MD, but she wears it to every briefing, even though she hasn't been in a lab or in a, uh, seen a patient in years and years. She's a politician now, but she wants you to know that she's got that doctorate. Uh, Jim Simpson, uh, what do you think about when you hear somebody saying, carry those papers? And moreover, what do you think about the fact that, you know, governors are ceding the, the, um, uh, the authority that they have to the quote unquote scientists?
3: yeah no it's, it's it's a very bad precedent, shall we say i mean it's, it's something that shouldn't be happening anywhere at any time. We didn't elect the director of health we- direct, we elected the governors, and they're the ones who should be calling the shots, and they should be calling the shots uh based on reality, not based on uh this fantasy that these people have. That this is something that you're going to have to uh, uh, be carrying around papers to prove that you are not a liability to the public. I just put out a post yesterday where I convinced this new group, or it's not, not a new group, but they have a, this new tool that allows you to look right down to the county level at the public, uh, spread of the virus and all of the various economic damages, and it allows you to pick and choose how to bring yourself out of this um, broken economy, how to reopen the economy uh, safely, easily, and quickly uh, based on the metrics for each county. And so, for example, about 80 percent of the counties in this country do not have a problem and those 80 counties could easily reopen. And, of course, you know, this is a country based on individual rights and individual responsibilities. It's our individual responsibility to take care of ourselves. And we are perfectly capable of doing that, knowing what we know about this disease and how to manage it. Uh, and and if, if we don't, bad on us. But we do, and we should be given that authority. And the economy needs to open now, and this is this model that they've created provides a perfect way to do it. It's it's an amazing thing. I have it on my uh, uh, Jim Simpson for Congress uh, blog spot. You can blog site. You can read it.
1: Jim Simpson is, uh, again, he is our guest. He is the co-founder of the Red Green Axis Exposed organization that is holding another webinar coming up on Sunday night. Patrick Wood of Citizens for Free Speech and Technocracy News uh, will be one guest. I will be another guest, and we are going to be talking about all of these things. Um, Patrick, let's go back and let's talk about globalism. And let's talk about the WHO and let's talk about why we are where we are. It's funny, we're sitting here talking about, you know, the governor's organizations perhaps, uh, you know, uh, being in league with one another, or it's the governors, I should say, by way of the organization being in league with one another to advance these things. But this, of course, started in China and it started and expanded and spread because of the. Well, I won't even say the inaction of the World Health Organization, but actually the duplicitous actions of the World Health Organization as they helped China, right, as they helped China cover this up and allowed it to spread globalists are looking at this as an opportunity right now. President Trump is doing everything he can, I think, to stave that off, which is why he is temporarily halting the funding for the WHO. But do you see this as an opportunity for globalists to try to force, because we're all dealing with the same virus and the same pandemic, to force some kind of long-sought-after one world government?
4: Absolutely. This is uh, this entire narrative from day one, regardless of where the specific location of the first patient was. Putting that aside, the narrative was hijacked completely by the same people that have been expressing climate alarmism and climate hysteria for decades. The same group. I traced this. The initial study that came out, the, addition, the first computer model that was created, uh, that really turned the entire world was Imperial College in London. And in particular, a professor, Neil Ferguson, who is an epidemiologist, that means he's a statistician, a mathematician, mm-hmm. not a doctor. But he came up with these models that said that, uh, immediately that said that London or England's going to lose 500,000 people and America's going to lose 1 to 1.2 million people. He also, at the same time, because he was a policymaker, introduced all the policies that we're dealing with today. He's the one that started out with social distancing, with closing all the schools, the universities, and the high schools, and so on, down. you know, the grade schools. He was the one that came up with these policies and said, oh, this is what you need to do if you want to save yourselves from this virus. This was just mass hysteria. Promoted by the same people that have been promoting climate change, trying to drive the world into this Green New Deal garbage. Same people, same MO, same computer models. Imperial College has been producing these climate change models the same way garbage in, garbage out, but they can make the studies say anything they want them to say. And so the seas are going to rise, the polar bears are going to die, and Al Gore is going to get rich. You know, that's the bottom line. This is this is so the the reaction to this is so phony at this point. And when the numbers come out, and they are coming out now, that this basically is no more deadly than a bad case of the flu. There's going to be a reaction around the world that's just going to bring civil unrest like you, we've never seen. I think it's, well, I think people would be so ticked off.
1: It is uh, very interesting, Patrick Wood, that you refer to when people, at the end of the day, realize this is not nothing more than a pretty severe flu and nothing else. Um, we've heard about this before, but I've never heard anybody <clears throat> state it as clearly as the um, uh, executive, or I'm sorry, the director of public health for the state of Illinois, a doctor named Ngozi uh, Izike. Hold the music for just a second who said that the death rate, essentially, that we are all being told is the reason why we're this is being driven the way that it is, that it's a fraud. Nobody has said it quite as clearly. as this. I just this. want to be
0: clear in terms of the definition of people dying of COVID. So the case definition is, is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it, it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were, in hospice and had already been given you know a few weeks to live and then you also were found to have covid that would be counted as a covet death it means that if um technically if even if you died of a clear alternate cause but you had covet at the same time it's still listed as a COVID death. so I I don't know, Jim, let me give
1: you the last word on this. I mean, you get hit by a car and die, but you had COVID. They say you died of COVID. And the numbers are padded that way to increase the mortality rate, and in my view, to justify the actions that they are all taking. I'll give you the last 30 seconds. Go ahead, Jim.
3: Yeah, well, and uh, I've been watching the numbers, and from the beginning, it it looked like it was peaking and coming down very quickly, but yeah, I mean, Dr. Burks said that at one point that, uh, you know, we're counting everything that if you, if you have COVID when you die, you are a COVID death. I mean, they, they make it plain. It's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it, it's pretty amazing. And excuse the out.
1: science, though, the thing that it does that, that, that's so frustrating. And I, and I apologize, we got to get out of here, but it skews the science that they are using, as, as Patrick said, to run everything. They're running it by science, but they're lying about the science because the data does not add up. Uh, so again, Sunday night at, uh, 7.30 p.m. If you want to watch uh, and get a much more in-depth uh, look at this from Jim Simpson from Red Green Axis Exposed, from Patrick Wood, Citizens for Free Speech and Technocracy News, and myself. you have to email uh, Red Green Axis Exposed at RGA. At EagleFireMail.com. You send an email to RGA at EagleFireMail.com, and they will send you the link to watch the Zoom webinar from Red Green Access Exposed this Sunday, uh, April 26th at 7.30 p.m. Gentlemen, that's Eastern Time, of course. Gentlemen, I appreciate your time. Thanks very much, Jim and Patrick. I look forward to a great, informative event on Sunday night.
3: Thanks, Thank Me you, Bob.
1: Thank you both. Thank you both. 9.54. Let's get out and come back on AM 1420, The Answer. 58 now, final segment of the hour. We've got uh, Tony George coming up after the top of the hour as we talk about businesses that are being hurt. You know, we hear it all the time. We talk about people who are losing their businesses, losing money, people losing their jobs, but we don't have specifics. Tony George is one of the most well-known restaurateurs uh, in Northeast Ohio, and he says open up the state and get people back to work. He'll join us after the top of the hour news. Let me get a quick one in here from Dennis in Lakewood first. Hi, Dennis. Go ahead.
3: Good morning, Mr. France. Good morning, Dennis. I like to talk about Nurse Ratchet and Governor One I didn't realize she had all the power. When I did, I called the governor's office. I wanted to know if he was able to fire her, essentially, and appoint another person director. Is that possible? Yes, Bob he, he right?
1: can. Yes, he can. This is an appointed position, so absolutely, he can choose the next uh, uh, department of, uh, of health director. Absolutely.
3: I, mean, I don't understand this at all. How does she get all this power?
1: Well, she got the power from the law, from the legislature, as I said. I was surprised to find this out, too. I did not know this until a couple of days ago, in fact. But, um, but yeah, there is a law that was proposed, a bill proposed in 2004 that was passed in 2012. I, yeah, I well, but, no, it, was into, it was proposed in 2004, but it wasn't passed until 2012. All right. And what it says is any order given by the director of health must be followed in order to prevent any uh, public uh, health uh, pandemic or epidemic or bioterrorism. So essentially, in a case like this, Governor DeWine is neutered. He has no power at all. Whatever Dr. Acton orders is done. That's why he's even phrased it that way at some of his press conferences by order of Dr. Acton. Uh, And that to me is just, uh, like I said, she's an unelected person. So if she's gonna be giving public health orders, she ought to be subject to the people's uh approval by way of an election.
3: Rats. Rats. Yep. Hey, I don't understand. We have the three worst governors the last three times in the state of Ohio.
1: Well yeah you know, I, I, I about want...
3: the country because yeah. there are a lot of stupid people out here.
1: Well, there are. And, I, and, and thanks for the I call, my friend. I appreciate lot. it, Dennis. Um, you know, No, there are. There are a lot of people who don't quite understand, and that's why I'm trying to shine as bright of a spotlight as I can on some of these things, especially demanding that we carry certified papers in order to prove that we're disease-free so that we can go out in public. What country did we just morph into in all seriousness? And she stands up there with a smile, and Mike DeWine stands up there just zip-lipped and not saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, no, we're not going to be requiring people to get a tattoo on the inside of their arm to identify themselves as being this or that, or to wear a scarlet letter or a yellow star on their chest to prove that they are this or that. No, that's not what freedom looks like. And yes, I'm making Holocaust references because she's talking about Nazi-era stuff. And she's of Jewish descent, Amy Acton is. How stunning is that?